0: Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab your hot buttered rum, clog, or Yeti in a Yeti and get settled into a big puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. Yes, it is the winter solstice after party themed episode. Um, Yes, we we acknowledge that the winter solstice was technically yesterday, but why just let the fun go then, you know? Just just keep the party going and just keep enjoying this wonderful solstice magic, which apparently lasts for like several days. So I think we're well within our rights to kind of really experience this solstice feeling. Um, I'm going to see... This is all so new with the um, new Podbean platform. Still getting used to a few things. I do have, it looks like my co-host Virgo Lass is connected. Can you hear me, Virgo
1: Lass? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. (laughs) Oh my God, we made it. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. I
0: do. I feel like I've been running a race, a very tight race (laughs) without coffee. Um, so, first of all, before we get into it, there's so much to talk about tonight with the uh, the winter solstice after party. But the first thing is, I did mention one of my drinks tonight is a Yeti in a Yeti. And I would like to clarify that one, because I don't know, maybe it left some people guessing. And I don't want anybody to walk away confused. I know it sounds a little confusing, but... <clears throat> the yeti is a cocktail, and you are supposed to put it in your yeti cooler drink holder.
1: <laughs> For anyone out there wondering. So, <laughs> so so what is a so what goes into a yeti cocktail? I'm glad you asked.
0: <laughs> All right. So um I'm looking at the difficulty level <laughs> and I don't really understand. It says difficulty level. Maybe there was a scale that I didn't copy. But it's basically gin and liqueur and lemonade. Um, It has a captivating strength. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Apparently... Depends on how much Yeti you put in it, I
1: guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How big is your Yeti? (laughs) So apparently you usually need a highball glass, but we're going to, you know, change things up with the Yeti. And it is strong. I'm just going to warn you, it does say strong. Um, It's 45 milliliters, one and a half ounces of dry gin, half an ounce of citrus liqueur like blue... I'm going to mess this one up. Caracao.
1: Yeah, I never know how to pronounce that. But I know that it makes drinks pretty. <laughs> there you go.
0: It's blue. And then three ounces of lemonade. It actually sounds a lot like an electric lemonade to me. Um, club soda, ice cubes, lemon wedge. And apparently if you are if you are um not if you are going to do the brazen way, maybe you just kick out the club soda completely. <laughs>
1: yeah if if that's like just not enough yeti for you an angry yeti perhaps an angry yeti (laughs) go to a bartender when bars open again and say give me the angry yeti and then they'll be like i think you already had a few yetis and toss you out (laughs) a rabid yeti i don't know what rabid yeti. (laughs) maybe put in a little bit of sriracha (laughs) um (laughs) So, a little Tabasco to heat up your Yeti. <laughs>
0: so that is what we're working with tonight. Um, give a oh, shout out. A puppy. <laughs> that is my furry Yeti, Sasha. She is, um, as I've said before, this is technically my workout time, and um, she's letting me know. <laughs> I'm going to make a note in my file that I should have some extra treats waiting <laughs>
1: yeah this week my cat is sleeping on his purple chair right now he's like all curled up like a little angel which means that you won't be hearing him screeching in the background for the food
0: oh you know but i do love that i mean it gives a little extra spice to the show
1: oh he is spicy (laughs) he's got that spicy super meowdell intensity about him. (laughs) You know, my, my, my cat is, he, he is a cancer technically. So very, yes, he gets very emotional.
0: Oh my gosh. We're like in the same soul family. (laughs) Although I am not the typical cancer because I don't ever get emotional. Oh, never! <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that with a straight face. That was good. <laughs> Go me. <laughs> um, okay, so we we have. Oh my gosh, there's so many things on the list for for tonight's um, experience. But uh, so first of all, the elephant in the room, the um,
1: great conjunction. <laughs> Yes, yes. Jupiter and Saturn kissed last night.
0: I adorbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the star of Bethlehem, <laughs> a.k.a. the Christmas star, a.k.a. something that hasn't happened in 800 years. <laughs> Big astronomy hug. <laughs> there you go. Um, so did you just for kind of a before we kind of delve into the whole winter solstice meaning and all of the things that kind of make the winter solstice a great time to to do certain things um what how did you spend your winter solstice Virgo? Less
1: well during the day i did do like a little ritual of you know just doing my tarot cards, like just like a very like, you know, short reading, and I lit some candles and, you know, kind of meditated a little bit on intentions that I want to bring into my 2021 and ongoing. But in the evening, I spent, you know, watching The Great Conjunction in the parking lot of the vet, because, (laughs) (laughs) and like a Bowie was, my cat Bowie was just getting a checkup, so he's okay. In fact, we even got good news about how he's gained a little weight on his skinny little body, so we are doing a good job with chonking him up a little bit, but uh, we weren't allowed to go in with him, so... He was, I'm sure, extremely angry at us and had to be sedated the way that he does. And we were, my husband and I, Virgo lad and I were in our car waiting and we were listening to another podcast while I pulled up The Great Convergence on um, my YouTube. Like there was a community college out in Pasadena, California, where it wasn't cloudy and drizzly, unlike Chicago, in which I never got to see any. Major astro- astronomical event ever, <laughs> um, but yeah, they um, basically just put up a camera to their telescope, so I watched it from there. So that was really cool.
0: That is pretty awesome. I uh, I know that um, I I want to give a shout out to one of my professors, Dr. Guy, because he posted. He lives in um, the <laughs> he lives in the South. I guess I I don't know if I can even say the state. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to give too much away you know you know leave him guessing it's all it's all about the mystery but um very southernmost kind of area of the the uh u.s and he uh got some great pictures of it so uh very very awesome to look at and um yeah i uh <laughs> I spent my uh, winter solstice. I did do some reflecting. There was a lot of reflecting on where has my life gone in the last year? What the heck happened? Um, some crying into my drink, but um, there was and, no position laying,
1: <laughs> and and that is. A very valid ritual for 2020. (laughs) Pounding the floor a little.
0: Just enough. Why, God, why? What has happened to me? Where's my youth
1: gone? Um, <laughs> I have had some moments of oh my god by the time I'm able to show my face again I'm gonna be I'm, I'm, like my face is gonna be all wrinkly and old we're all like, gonna like emerge from this like oh my god what happened to you it's like I don't know it's been a year or two since anyone's been able to see
0: my face I don't know you're gonna you're gonna emerge like you've come out of a cave and your skin is gonna be line free and pale <laughs> I mean
1: the masks do help with the sunscreen. That is for sure. Like I've actually had a lot of people say that it's really helped with their hyperpigmentation, <laughs> cleaning that out.
0: It is a so okay. We are definitely kind of heading into oh my gosh! I was going to. I have so many like areas to cover tonight. We do have a whole list of self care things to kind of go over, but I kind of wonder if maybe we should actually touch on um, the winter solstice as it is, you know, the, what, shortest day of the year, longest night of the year. Um, I think it hangs around. It makes it look like everything uh, is at the same point in the sky for like three days straight, or something. So you kind of have this winter reboot, and then everything starts picking up steam again and, and heading towards the brighter days and awesomeness of spring. Um, sorry, I have a uh, howler monkey of a dog <laughs> upstairs who's <gasps> like,
1: oh, why?
0: He's with my daughter, but that's okay. Um, All right. So traditionally, and oh my God, I can't believe I'm admitting this. I don't know if you even remember the Sunset Magazine. Oh, God, that's a throwback. (laughs) It was very popular in the 70s and 80s.
1: I can't even remember who was that geared towards. Was it like highlights or something?
0: <laughs> it's highlights for adults. It was, it was like a, I think it's more like a go- home and garden magazine sort of. I'm very, like this right now. <laughs> very outward bound. <laughs> but they have, uh, they had a whole list of how to celebrate the winter solstice. Um, so... <laughs> I figured I would just kind of throw them some shout outs and say, Hey, sunset, thank you for this list because, um, I do kind of participate in some pagan traditions, but I don't completely define myself as pagan, uh, mostly because I'm not dedicated enough. Um, but I do really appreciate a lot of the kind of beliefs of the pagan community and I embrace them when I can. Um, so anyways, the first one is to build a Yule altar, and um, it is apparently an iconic part of the winter solstice. So I have been remiss to not do a Yule altar um, yet, but next year I will. Um, so next year we're gonna nail it. <laughs> we are gonna we're gonna be so all over this whole Yule tide solstice thing. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> Um, so wow, I need something stronger than coffee. Um, so apparently you are honoring the return of the sun with your altar. And so you've got to make sure that you have at least one candle. Um, it would be ideal if it was a golden silver or yellow-hued candle. And, um, you kind of throw some things on the altar that are, are very rem- reminders of the outside world like pine cones evergreen boughs wreaths um and <laughs> if you have the space because i'm sitting there going really you're gonna add this sign to the pile a yule log on your altar as a finishing touch so i don't know how many people are gonna have a big enough place to have like part of a tree but that is part of this whole experience. And then, you know, obviously cleanse it, obviously cleanse it with the sage. So, or they say sweetgrass. I've never been a sweetgrass person. I'm I'm kind of a, a sagey gal myself.
1: <sighs> what do you think? Are you going to do the Yule altar next year? Well, see, I do have an altar, which by altar I mean it's a side table that's kind of pushed off to the side in my living room and really wasn't doing much of anything. Like my husband actually hates it and would like if we got rid of it. But it was it's like it's vintage, just like from the nineteen forties, like inherited, like down from my grandparents and stuff. So I can't get rid of it. But it does it holds my tarot cards and my crystals and all that good stuff, but I do try to figure out how to, oh, I'm supposed to decorate. There's a salad coming up. How do I decorate it? And I, yeah, I don't do any of that stuff. Like, I mean, I can maybe do a little bit here or there. Like, I think that for uh, Samhain, I uh, got, like, one of those little mini pumpkins from Trader Joe. And I put that on there. And then by the time that I remember to take it off, it had started to um, stick to. <laughs> they stick to the side table. And so I was like, "Oh crap!" And so I had to like clean that. that sounds up. sounds awkward. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is that a lot of these things that they say to put on your altar are things that eventually biodegrade, and so it's a little bit yeah, harder. Nature. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like pine cones and like flowers and all that stuff. Which yeah, bouquet of okay flowers is lovely, but. I mean, if you're a proper witch, you're just gathering it all from the outside. <laughs> oh. And also my thing too is that I'm bad at decorating for the holidays just as a general thing. like I have like inattentive ADHD, so motivating myself to do something <laughs> like that, and then even more so motivating myself to take that shit down, <laughs> is really difficult for me, so... I mean, I guess I could I mean, if you are the type of person where you love decorating for the holidays, you probably already have reeds and pine cones and all that stuff like from Michael's or Joanne's Fabrics. So you can easily put that onto whatever table you have designated as your altar and, you know, throw a candle on there as well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Multitask. <laughs> I've been trying to talk my family into a uh, wall sticker tree for the season, but um, I haven't gotten a lot of buy-in on that one. But think about the simplicity just for a moment. It's beautiful.
1: That would be lovely. I Actually, this year I did want to do a little bit more decorating. So I asked Virgo Lad to bring our long forgotten and neglected Christmas decorations upstairs. And I thought that we had a tree too, but apparently we ditched that tree when we moved here <laughs> like 10 years ago. And I know why we did it, is because the last time we put it up, Bowie was a kitten and he was like, oh, a tree in the house for me. Oh, you shouldn't have. And he knocked it over multiple times. <laughs> and, Most of the ornaments that I remember having were gone or they were broken. So I was like, okay, we can just get rid of this entire box. If I want to, we can start from scratch. Like I might get like a tree, some sort of like really little tree. I just want, you know, when you go into a boutique store and they've got those really chic, skinny, like kind of short trees that are maybe just like say five, six, that's the kind a of Kate tree Ma's that I, tree. yeah, I want a Kate Moss tree. That's what I want. <laughs> Heroin, chic, and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I can, and yeah, everything's cheap after Christmas. So, I mean, yeah, I can get one of those. I can buy some, like, really, like, fancy, chic ornaments to go with it, along with, like, the five ornaments that I kept from that box. And <laughs> and and then, yeah, that'll be really easy to put up next year.
0: That sounds beautiful. I, uh, I think we have to replace our tree as well. It's um, some of the lights are going. It's this year especially has been interesting because we have the cat and then we have two dogs and one of the dogs is we've only had for two months now. And so putting up the tree was just two dogs chasing after a cat, landing in a tree, taunting (laughs) the dogs, and (laughs) me praying that, like, everything doesn't fall over. And then the dog, our new dog, Obi, discovered my handmade um, cookie ornaments from years ago that I decorated with the kids with puffy paint, and there's no sugar in them because it was an ornament recipe, but that didn't stop him from... Eating half a gingerbread man. And so then I had to take all those off the tree and I cried a little. And I'm like, well, this cover up all the missing lights. So <laughs> I,
1: just, I give up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is kind of part of having the new puppy experience is that there's stuff that's gonna get destroyed <laughs> like family heirlooms is gonna get destroyed and your favorite pair of shoes is gonna be destroyed <laughs> and he did that too <laughs> so
0: always something and he's got scissor teeth very quick he works quickly but um okay so besides the tree which is a huge part of this thing, uh, this whole winter solstice you'll experience. Um, We have the, and you did point out something that, you know, if you are crafty and you decorate, I mean, I really do think that this is the season for you. I think that um, you probably, to be a decent pagan, need to be on the crafty side or a decent witch. Um, The second thing is to, make an evergreen yule wreath so you know I think we can all picture kind of where this is going but they are a symbol of protection and prosperity and so um I think that you know I might actually try to to um if not make buy one of those next year but maybe I'll try to make one it doesn't look too hard a wreath bend a bend a bow tie it up
1: yeah that is a thing like isn't it like making your wreaths i mean as Again, like, let's just say it as it is. I'm not going to pretend I'm younger than I am. I am in my 40s. And (laughs) I remember being a child of the 80s. And our moms didn't do this stuff. They bought (laughs) wreaths from, like, (laughs) Walgreens or whatever. Or Dominic's. Like, whatever grocery store was there. Like, (laughs) yeah, they weren't, like, putting that much effort into it. Or maybe they just hung up the wreath that they inherited from... Their grandmothers who made who made a wreath back in like the 1940s, much like my side table, but oh now God. advertise everybody they're making wreaths for the seasons. Like it's not even enough to like have a wreath for like Christmas. Like I have <laughs> to have a wreath for. Easter and for summer and people make Halloween wreaths, which it's like, oh, like why? Why just hang up a bat and you're done?
0: <laughs> I, oh, oh, okay. Well, Halloween is its own experience, and we'll have to talk about that later. I'm oh, very, yes. yes, that is the one holiday I actually care about decorating for. But anyway, so <laughs> These are all there's a big list of these, but they're all pretty similar to the things you do at Christmas. So there is burning the Yule log, which apparently used to be uh, in the Nordic tradition. You take the whole darn tree and bring it in and burn it.
1: Um, Isn't there also an edible Yule log? Don't people like make Yule logs (laughs) to eat and that's like part of a Christmas dinner thing? I don't know. My mom didn't do that. So (laughs) we made Christmas sugar cookies and called it good, put some cinnamon glitter on it and we were fine.
0: (laughs) I just never got into the edible Yule logs. Just, I guess my mind in some ways, it goes to the um, like grade school mentality and it just seemed kind of gross to me. (laughs)
1: I'm looking this up right now. Like, what is even in an edible Yule log? Isn't it just a cake with, a frosting that
0: you kind of comb to make look like bark?
1: I have a feeling it's more complicated than that. Oh,
0: my God. It's always more complicated. There's probably dried dates in it.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I think that you're right. I'm seeing a lot of chocolates. It's basically just a chocolate cake that looks like a tree and looks really complicated to make. Or maybe it's, like... Oh, yeah. Kind of like a little like cinnamon cake or something like that. I mean, it looks delicious, but I'm not going to be making one.
0: Ugh, yeah, there you go. OK, so we've got the we've got the Yule log covered. Um, decorate a Yule tree, which I think we all have trees up by now. So, you know, there's that.
1: Yeah. Unless you threw out your tree that, 10 years ago. I forgot about it. Okay, sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay, if you've thrown out your tree, um, you can even, we can go back to the feng shui thing. You could just cut out a paper tree and put it in your prosperity area. (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
1: (laughs) I'm walking around. I can pick up some... I can pick up a bunch of dead leaves and put it in, in a corner somewhere and be like, there, I'm done. Wait,
0: you are on to something. Okay, that's the next one on the list. Exchange nature-based gifts. <laughs> See, <laughs> send me your dead leaves and I'll send you some other dead thing. And we'll be waiting
1: for you That oh, does sound very appropriate for 2020. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's a bunch of crumbled up brown leaves and a twig.
0: <laughs> hey, people really can do a lot with twigs. Actually, um, my one of my Facebook friends and neighbors, I should specify. I also see her IRL. <laughs> Um, she posted this thing that actually looked really cool about those mums that everybody ends up putting outside for the fall and they're so boring and there's only like three or four colors and I'm guilty of putting out a mum this year. Um, is, is Bowie up?
1: I'm I'm actually feeding Bowie right now so yes he's okay. circling around very excited I am not feeding him quickly enough which is usually the theme
0: It's see that's now the episode has its juade vibe <laughs> There you go. He has to make an appearance. I I actually, my Sasha's in the background going, but (laughs) just kind of toothing the carpet. So it's kind of a subtle background noise.
1: They're having Um, their own podcast right now. It's called the Where Are My Treats podcast. (laughs) Subscribe now on Apple and wherever you can find your podcasts. There you go. Okay. So, um, but
0: it was mom's. So when they die, um, you just spray paint them silver. And you shove some ornaments in them and they actually look really cool and you can keep them outside. So there's a DIY that I might actually try at some point. Seems simple enough.
1: I know. Seems simple enough.
0: You could try that. What um, do you, you think
1: know, Bowie? <laughs> Bowie's like, can I eat it? It doesn't can matter I eat it? <laughs> <laughs> Is it made out of fish? Is it made out of tuna? <laughs>
0: Now you're making me hungry. Okay. <laughs> There's my dog did get a snack. Somebody actually brought down a snack for my dog. So I don't know why she's making noise. Okay. Next one is, and then we're going to go to people food traditions because now I'm getting hungry. Uh, give back to nature. So um, scatter seeds for local birds and wildlife. Oh, I like that one.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. can you
0: imagine just on the next winter solstice, I'm actually going to go outside and I'm going to have a velvet pouch and I'm going to have it filled with seeds and I'm going to walk through the neighborhood and I'm just going to like start throwing seeds everywhere and chanting.
1: See ya. I live in a city, so if I did that, it would attract all the pigeons and squirrels and rats, and I might even be fined for it, so I don't think I can do that one.
0: I think if you did it, you'd have to come back home and and drink a rabid yeti. I would definitely
1: have to drink a rabid yeti.
0: (laughs) If you didn't turn into a rabid yeti on the way back from all those crazy animals following you. Um,
1: okay, so the
0: next one. I, I'd be like,
1: yeah, i Like the Pied Piper, maybe, if I was able to bring them somewhere. Like, oh, oh, I can bring them to Evanston. I'm going to take all of the neighborhood rats and bring them to Evanston. It's going to be great. (laughs) How did we get
0: here? (laughs) What
1: happened? (laughs) This was supposed to be so happy. It's it's happy if you're in the city. Like, all the rats are in Evanston now. (laughs) oh my gosh i think i actually i that's also great if you're a rat you're being fed
0: there you go i <laughs> there are no words i'm sorry okay so give back to nature and then we have celebrate we actually have to celebrate
1: and candlelight which yeah, candlelight's the big thing
0: it is because the big yeah thing. we are
1: yeah we are coming out of the darkness and bringing in the light
0: And I don't know how you feel about your candles. Like some people are really okay that some people, including me, I, I really love a clean, like green candle, not green, the color, but I love the eco friendly, like just natural wick essential oils. Like you could almost like take a nose bath in it kind of feeling from the candle.
1: Oh yeah, I actually just bought one today, and I have it lit right now. And it's a olive and lemon candle, and it has two flames in it. Ooh, so I'm very excited about it right now.
0: You got to put that in your love area because it's twin flames. Ooh, that's right.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so where is the love area? I'm always bad about the feng shui.
0: Oh yes. Okay, so if you're thinking about that nine grid bagua. We have the and you have your your front door is the front of the bagua. So wherever your front door enters, um, just kind of picture that grid of nine. And then in the back, it's on the back wall furthest from you in the right corner. That is your love area. It's also relationships. So like it's also about you know promoting good relationships with coworkers, friends, family. Uh, but it's also love. <laughs>
1: Okay, I think I do have that. It's in, yeah, the um, right-hand corner of the wall opposite me in my living room. Like, does it it's in the living room, or does it have to be, like, the back corner of, like, my entire apartment or something?
0: Well, you can, so you can apply the Bagua over different things, and you can, it's like bagwaception, so, like, you can get smaller and smaller. You can, you can have the Bagua on your desk, you know, but, like... It's so the most effect you're going to get is in the back, far back corner of your entire place.
1: Okay. So I'm um, um, like, that might be where the litter box is.
0: Wow. This is going (laughs) to be a whole nother episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do closets count? I feel like closets
0: shouldn't count. (laughs) Okay. They do. Oh my God. They do. And um, you are going to want to get a crystal in their stat. Um, to kind of, like, filter that energy so that you only have, like... I And y- overall, your energy is really, you know, you guys have a, are a strong couple. I'm just saying that in the litter box area, that does pre- present some challenges. And uh, hanging a crystal in there might not be the worst thing in the world.
1: We do have some crystals in that room. but do you do No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, yeah, they're left over from... Um, yeah, my husband's grandmother she passed um a little over a year ago and we still have some crystals left over from her plus some artwork uh we just kind of redecorated that back room which is really and so it looks really nice now it's more of like our little library area but um yeah those i i really haven't worked much with them because i still feel like they're hers and not mine but she was definitely a proper witch like she (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was still, you know, very Catholic and everything, but I feel like, honestly, like, there's a very thin, murky line between Catholicism and witch- and being a witch.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, seriously, that's part of why I loved um, being Catholic. Like, I always felt like, like my... <laughs> i have family that's Episcopalian. do you hear sasha bear I'm i sorry.
1: totally
0: do oh my gosh <laughs> Lord. we are gonna have to get you your own mic she's, like, she's very me. chatty tonight <laughs> she's a really chatty dog um <laughs> But uh Episcopalians are kind of like Catholic like because they take like yeah. everything like fun like the glow in the dark rosaries and all the like the saints and burying Saint Joseph in your yard when you want to sell your house and they like get rid of all that and it's just like you know the normal stuff and <laughs> that makes
1: me sad <laughs> I mean, The Saint Joseph does work though it's
0: creepy it's, <laughs> it really is um so okay, so we <laughs> my dog's throwing me off um. So and then this is kind of the last one is actually a good segue into the um, self-care ritual section, which is um, set up a meditation space. So this kind of spans um You know, just winter solstice rituals in general and self-care rituals. But uh, this is really the prime, prime time for self-reflection and kind of reevaluating your life and who you are and who you want to be and um, like all of that. So um, a meditation space that is, you know, comforting and easy to get to is is a really good thing to have.
1: Yeah, and they say, too, that's probably where your altar should be. But again, like an altar can be anything that is just a place to put stuff. I mean, it can be your windowsill. But so usually when I do meditation, uh, it's when I have a place to myself, and it's usually on my yoga mat in the middle of the living room. See, yeah, I mean, I I have a
0: traveling (laughs) – my – I have a lot of crystals and a lot of, like, really um, kind of special, I don't even know what you would call them exactly, things, altar things, and so I have multiple altars in my house because um, I just, they just won't all fit in one spot, and I have, like, little themes for every altar, (laughs) but... um, yeah, just being able. So I will kind of move around, and wherever I'm at, or whatever, you know, I have teenagers. So wherever it's less crazy, I kind of run away to, and I usually can find an altar somewhere near me. <laughs> 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 They're like rescue altars, like rescue inhalers. Like <laughs> I see
1: that very being very important if you have kids. <laughs>
0: just I've, some of them just have like a couple little like quan yins on there and a uh, clear quartz. But hey. <laughs> stop.
1: <laughs> um that's actually a very good point, seeing how we are in 2020 and everybody is kind of trapped in their houses with their families is, and especially moms are always like, oh, every space has to be for everybody else. Like, everybody listening to us right now, like right now, carve a space for yourself, no matter how small it is. Maybe it's even like just the bath or even the shower, just anything that is just... Yours where you can just like go and just be by yourself for two freaking minutes. And
0: you know what? You bring up a wonderful point because that is number eight in my list of self care rituals. (laughs) So kudos. (laughs) (laughs) Take time for you. Um, And also give yourself permission to eat some really indulgent things every once in a while, um, that sort of thing. But just, you know, give yourself a break because we've all been through enough. Um, So, and, okay, so we have these foods. And I found a place that had, like, okay, you know, um, holiday season. And it was, like, really, it's beautifully written. And I'm trying to find out... um, I could just kind of throw out this person's name really quick or website. I might have to post it later if I can't find it, but um, had all these foods and trying to, okay, here it is. Um, Kiki Dombrowski.com. But um, she kind of talked about this, um, She did it like all these different foods, like a whole menu, like, you know, different main courses you can try and different salads and different soups and stews and chilies and everything. And so uh, to celebrate the Yule and she kind of touches on that, um, you know, these different foods that are really great for the season. (sighs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Mouthful. Um, So rich, hearty, nurturing foods. And that's uh, something that keeps coming up in a lot of places. That's not new. I mean, it's definitely very seasonal. um, A lot of root vegetables, a lot of, um, you know, heavy meats and and stews and things like that. But um, so she had this list of different like vegetables and fruits and different foods and how, you know, these are great things to have during the yule season and the the winter solstice and everything and so i kind of was like well these are great these sound wonderful they sound beautiful how do we kind of what would the 2020 equivalent be of these foods for (laughs) this so um (laughs) she did kind of talk about um that the season celebrates displays and masterful cooking through roasted dishes, slow cooked stews, bright salads with pops of fruity flavor and sweets that double as delicious gifts. And so I kind of was working with that. And I, I said, okay, bright salads with pops of flavor. What would be the 2020 equi- equivalent? And I came up with fruit cocktail with the di- dyed maraschino cherries.
1: Yes, Okay. <laughs> very much so, very that.
0: Um. You could also substitute a jello salad with like the cut up carrots or something in it.
1: I'm like trying to imagine what that would look like, like the Super 2020 Down Low Way. And it's basically a salad with baby carrots and chucks of jello in it.
0: There you go. And probably like a lime jello. You always think picture lime. It's like the worst jello flavor. Okay. So then <laughs> she, she mentioned slow cooked stews, which is also, you know, it, it, that is talked about quite, quite a bit. I mean, that's why you break out your slow cooker for, you know, the Christmas winter season, fall, whatever. Um, so the 2020 version of slow cooked stews, I came up with either chili from a can or a frozen pot pie.
1: Yep. That's appropriate. <laughs> Maybe even just like take the two of those and put them together. And oh, look at that. You have a stew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just seems wrong to me. But I could i could see that. That's, yeah. Um, okay. So number three, I did sweets that double as gifts. And um, this was actually something that we happened across the other day. They are peppermint crunch junior mints.
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Yes. And that's why I picked them. (laughs) They taste as good as they sound. I mean, seriously, you can't tell much of a difference at all. There's just like tiny little splotches of red and green on them.
1: Gotcha. So it's basically that Yeah, that's 2020 in a nutshell. It's like, We didn't change anything. It's just food coloring. Here's your Christmas. But it looks like
0: everything else. That's fine. (laughs) Check it up. Um, And then uh, there is a list of seasonal fruits and veggies. And so the seasonal fruits and veggies listed are include not not this is not a total kind of list but beets bok choy broccoli Brussels sprouts cabbage cauliflower citrus fruits cranberries dates escarole fennel horseradish kale parsnips pears persimmons pomegranate radishes sweet potatoes and winter squash and so
1: (laughs) it all sounds extremely healthy and like nothing
0: we are eating right now (gasps) it does so i was thinking about it and i was like okay the 2020 version of these things Um, Would include any vegetable from a can if possible.
1: Yes. Um. (laughs) Because we can't go to the grocery store (laughs) all that often. So, yeah, we're living out of our pantries right now.
0: Instead of cabbage, you have the grocery store coleslaw. Yes. That's the 2020 equivalent. Um, The fennel would come from the crummy sausage on frozen pizzas.
1: Yeah, or like... Any sort of tea that you have in your cupboard and you think it's gonna be good and it turns <laughs> out that they put anise in it and you're like, ew, I hate licorice. Why do they do this? <laughs> they do that all the time. Right? It's yes, just- anything oh. herbal, they always freaking put licorice in it. And it's driving me crazy.
0: You have to, I love yogi tea. I there are a number of yogi teas that I swear by. They're bedtime tea, their peach detox tea, not their berry detox. Oh no, that one's not as good. Peach detox tea, they're um what matcha green passion fruit tea? Um, their immune booster tea, all lovely teas. But there are a number of yogi teas that taste like just sad herb sacks. They're pretty <laughs> bad. <blah.
1: laughs> sad <inaudible> herb sacks. <laughs> that just gives such a mental image.
0: <laughs> I, I've been left alone too long. <laughs> All right, so then also we have the uh, triple marshmallow sweet potato casserole for your root vegetable.
1: Yeah, so basically you just take the sweet potatoes and you just dump an entire bag of marshmallows into them.
0: Yeah, well, and you want to do, so triple marshmallow would be three different types of marshmallows to really, really make them just overly sweet and sicky, and you will get a stomachache afterwards. So maybe those star marshmallows with the colors in them. I haven't even seen those and maybe some mini marshmallows and then the extra huge marshmallows that you can't even get your mouth around.
1: Oh, oh, and even better top it all off with the marshmallows from a box of Lucky Charms.
0: (laughs) Okay. That is good. I like that. I will have to remember that for my, my sweet potato concoction. Um, Okay. So the last thing is, and this is a question. So before I give my answer, I'm actually going to ask you, um, do you have a dish that reminds you of the winter season and December holidays? So what would your 2020 winter holiday dish be?
1: It would probably be like a bag of potato chips. Any particular brand? No.
0: <laughs> that makes it worse, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, would they be like? It would in- be like off-brand lays, off-brand lays, and would they be like three days old, and you forgot to clamp up the bag, so they're kind of stale, or are they fresh?
1: Oh no, definitely stale. Okay. <laughs> and there's yeah, a cause, lot yeah, because of- they've all, they've already been you've already broken into them, and <laughs> yeah, you were too. You basically passed out with your home cocktail, and you forgot to close up the bag. But the next day, you know what? Your bar is low. You don't care that much. So you just dive into them anyway.
0: Okay. The question is, because this has happened in my house, somebody forgets to close the bag of potato chips up and then the cat is in the bag of potato chips. (laughs) Now, do you, in that scenario, just act like it never happened, clamp up the bag and eat them the next day? (laughs) Or do you say this is a lost cause and start a new bag?
1: Oh, see, what I would usually do is just kind of like skim off that top layer of chips because that's what the cat got to. But I mean, they didn't get to the chips that are underneath that top layer. So, you know what? You just take off the top layer and you're good.
0: I all right. That, that works for me. Um, all right. So I thought long and hard about this whole, what would the defining dish of the this particular winter season for me be? And it was really, I had to search because I've had a lot of terrible things over the years. <clears throat> but the winner is... I don't even know what the exact real name for this is, but it is the Girl Scout camping foil wrapped bunch of food. (laughs) (laughs) Now we were instructed when we made these things, when I was in fifth grade in the sweltering heat and I was running a fever and I had to go home the next day that we, you took ground beef, right? And you molded it into balls and you threw it in this foil. Okay. This foil.
1: So, so far we have meatballs. Okay. I'm on board.
0: Meatballs. Then you take canned potatoes and you shove the canned potatoes in. Okay. And then you take like whatever vegetables are in the cans that are lying around that they happen to have. And you throw those in the packet and then you just clamp everything up there. Do you season it at all? No. There is no seasoning. (laughs) Will will the grease from the meat just run into everything else? Yes, it will. (laughs) It will congeal it all into this nasty mess. And will you exactly know when it's done? Not really.
1: (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of people out there who would like hear a recipe like that and be like, ugh, white people. (laughs) I know.
0: It was so just wrong. It was, yeah. So, I mean, if I could think of a meal that would define this particular winter season of 2020, I would say that is it. The Girl Scout camping foil ripped bunch of food.
1: <laughs> and they were like, oh, we're teaching you how to cook and fend for yourself in the wild. Like,
0: <clears throat> <laughs> I, Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. I was so jealous because I think the my sister who was younger went to the same camping trip and she got to stay in the like air-conditioned cabins.
1: <laughs> oh. And I got so not fair. I got
0: <laughs> tense with the June bugs that we happened to be in prime June bug season and they had covered the entire like ceiling of the tent at night, and they would drop on me in my sleep, and I had like a net over it, but like some still got in, and you'd keep hearing the thunk, thunk. <laughs> Nasty. But we're talking, okay? That's June. That's the summer solstice. We need to move away from camping, unless you're win- a winter camper, which you know, more power to you, and go back to the winter solstice. <laughs>
1: Although I will say I was just reading about how, I mean, obviously there's lots of parts in the world and our climates all don't match up. So for some people it is summertime or really, really warm out during this time. So, you know, you're listening to people talk about, Oh, let's like heat up our wine and have some like, you know, hot mulled wine. Let's, you know, like have heavy root vegetables and heavy meats and you're in Arizona and you're panting, (laughs) <laughs> or you know you're like where you're in uh, you're in um, like Australia and you're like well it's Christmas to just throw some shrimp on the Bobby <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah I mean it is kind of interesting like how do you make your own traditions when you live in something that it doesn't work with those seasons where everything's kind of more attuned to like the seasons that you would get from like England as opposed to. Uh, Like a really warm state, like Arizona or California. Yes,
0: I think that is, uh, I did not, I did not really consider that. I apologize. I am opening. This is not a can of beer. This is a can of, I'm going to give a shout out to Fresh Time Farmer's Market, pink grapefruit flavored sparkling water. All right. You will hear it pop now. Ooh, the crisp deliciousness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us already. Listen to us.
0: <laughs> I feel so invigorated.
1: <laughs> um.
0: So, okay. So we have, yeah, that is something to think about. I'm, I'm just, I wish I could be in a warmer climate right now. And yet I am here um with my multiple layers of sweaters and um oh here's the thing the because i'm in denial i keep buying these winter oh thank you oh i got a just got a glass of wine so thank Ooh. you um, <laughs> special thanks to my husband for what what is this that i'm drinking something red <laughs> nobody knows okay they all, no it's like yeah. i got to like, the red stuff <laughs> we'll let it breathe for a minute um <laughs> Okay, so um, where was I? Oh, so I'm in denial about being in the Midwest and being in a freezing, freezing cold climate, and me being very cold all the time. But um, so I keep buying these thin winter jackets that promise that you will be able to keep warm in like 50 below zero weather with just a tiny little.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, they're such lies they are. (laughs) But I keep buying them because I'm like, this one will work. I know it.
0: They've made improvements.
1: Technology moves forward. Yeah, they have that silver stuff on the inside. That means warm. (laughs) I just, and it's packable. So, you know,
0: there's that because that's what I want to do when the winter weather hits is pack my jacket up and not wear it. Yeah, Yeah,
1: right now you're basically just packing and unpacking your bags just out of sheer nostalgia (laughs) (laughs) um okay so um
0: (laughs) i'm like looking at the list now because we have this is a we've had all the things for like self-care and and this and that but now i have a couple of other sections one is very fast actually and the other one is pretty fast but um think just things that were mentioned on the teaser so i'm going to kind of address them because it is, this is the perfect time for this stuff. But I talked about reassessing life goals. And, um, so one of the ways you can kind of, (sighs) this one's a little bit jumpy. It's all over the place. Um, but one of the ways you can kind of find out if you are kind of on track with things or check in with yourself or kind of, a great way to kind of tap into your intuition um, and go inward in a way is by using kind of different methods of divination. Uh, Tarot cards are amazing right now. There's a ton of different, I mean, there's 500 million billion tarot spreads for any sort of issue you could possibly think of um, if you want to do that. But I mean, I usually swear by the, Just the yes-no tarot spreads. I do a lot of Celtic crosses. There's a few other ones that that I use on a pretty regular basis. But, I mean, those are... They just work for me every single time. I haven't really felt the need to deviate. Most of the questions that anybody can come up with, you can pretty much harness into those kinds of situations. Maybe a good past-present-future spread. Um, But also, you know, other things... Oracle cards, um, you can play with a pendulum. If Sometimes the pendulum you need to kind of practice with and you have to program it and you have to work with it in order to have it like respond properly. So there's a little bit more kind of effort with that one. It's oh, worth it,
1: but... Here's a question. Uh, how do you program your pendulum?
0: All right. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. It's uh, There's different ways that you can do it, but you're kind of like... One of the ways that a lot of people do is is you have to train it really to kind of respond to yes or no questions and that sort of thing. And there's different like tarot boards that you can get or not tarot boards, uh, pendulum boards out there that have all kinds of things on them. So you can find uh, tarot. I keep saying that pendulum boards that have, say, the alphabet around. the
1: Oh, so kind of like a Ouija board
0: yes uh they have other things on the inside and i was actually looking at one of those i don't have one of those and i'm like maybe i should try one of those because you know it could give you more information but they have you know then there's yes or no on it there's other you can find pendulum boards with all kinds of like information on them if you are looking for for anything specific but if you are going to kind of program it um you put, you know, in a clockwise direction, you can kind of swing it. Some people go back and forth. Some people like go around in a circle, but you know, you kind of either go up and down and say, yes, like kind of like you're nodding your head or you go in a clockwise motion and you keep practicing that and that's yes. And then no is, you know, side to side or counterclockwise. And, um, But, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do with pendulums. They do take a little bit of practice. And, um, I mean, they are... Pendulums and dowsing rods are in the same family as far as finding... Like, you can find objects with them. You can find water. You can do all kinds of different things. I love dowsing rods. Um, Anybody out there, you can find them on Amazon. Um, Those are fun to play with, too. You can... Uh, find out how big or small someone's aura is with dowsing rods. You can use them to find water. You can use them to find out um, if an energy, pl- like if if you're going into a place where the energy is off, um, where the off energy starts and if it's good or bad, that sort of thing. So they're really fun to play with.
1: Yeah, I only really knew about dowsing rods for finding water which obviously I live in a first world country. I know where I find water. I find in <laughs> I sink. <laughs>
0: um, well, here's an example. And I think I brought it up before. There was somebody that had me looking for checking out their house before they bought it. And um, I didn't have my dowsing rods with me at the time. But um, the way that I sense energy is very in line with dowsing. And so um, I use my body basically as a dowsing rod a lot of times. And so I was able to kind of walk forward and feel. And that's what I was picking up on was this leak behind the wall. And um, I was noticing it in the the dining room area and then in the basement on the same wall. And I couldn't understand at the time why I felt that it was strange to me. I'm like, I, it just feels off. I don't know what it is. And they were, you know, really concerned. And they're like, should we not buy the house? Like, is it a ghost? And it's like, no, 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 it's not, you know, the I don't feel anything negative from this entity. You know, there are no entities, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah. And and then it turned out they were there for like a week and started using the shower or doing whatever. And, and, uh, the, the pipe burst or whatever It might've been a slow leak that got worse or something like that. So, and it leaked into the basement and on the floor. So down that entire wall. So they had to like replace part of the wall. Um,
1: Oh, that's a nice homecoming right there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, you know, you just never know, but that's why, um, but so dousing is important though, because it's water is just another version of energy. Um, it has kind of a positive and negative charge. And so do other forms of energy, like, you know, entities, ghost spirits and that sort of thing. And so you can use a lot of the same tools for sensing things in the actual environment, environmental issues and. Um, you know, otherworldly kind of disturbances all with the same tools.
1: Okay. So next time I buy some property, I am going to have you come over with your dowsing (laughs) rod. And yeah, you can tell me if there's a leak, you can tell me if there's a ghost. (laughs) I And
0: I would love to do that because that is actually one of my most favorite things to do. And in all the things that, that I, I do as a, kind of in that, that realm as services. I, I love to do the environmental energy assessments. Those are my absolute favorite. So, um, but yeah, so we have, um, All those methods of divination, runes, that sort of thing, anything that you can play with, whether you have some at home or whether you just kind of go to the local shop or even on Amazon and just see if there's anything that catches your eye or something that has been nagging at you and you're like, oh, I want to play with this. I've I've always wanted to play with this, but it seemed too hard or it seemed this or that or I never had the time just go ahead, pick one up, whatever it is, and try it out. And maybe it's not for you, but it might lead you to something that's a better fit. So it's a win-win.
1: That actually is like what's going on right now and why it feels like there's an explosion of witches right now because we're all able to slow down. We're all able to like just be at home. We're all just kind of like trying to figure stuff out in a new way. And so a lot of people are kind of like, you know what, let's go online and buy a deck of tarot cards. Uh, You know, I've never had the time to try this before, but now I do. So, yeah, so it is really interesting. And also, I just want to throw a shout out there that even if you are a new baby witch, like that (laughs) is just as valid as somebody who has been doing it from the 90s. Don't listen to gatekeepers who are like, oh, it's this new fad that women are into, which, by the way, if you ever notice that whenever somebody disparages something that they consider a fad, it's always because women are into it and society deems that women are bad. So anything that we're into, like, can't possibly be cool. But screw that. Witches are cool. Join the club. It's free to enter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that
0: it's just it goes to a very basic kind of before the patriarchal societies took hold of, you know, just being one with nature and just kind of honoring, like all of the wonderful gifts that the earth has to offer and being able to kind of intuitively work with those energies and, and gifts. And, you know, we the kind of when things started going patriarchal, I mean, we started getting more industrialized, we started getting cut off from. natural world and you know it was a lot more territorial and there was it was just a different game so um definitely i think that getting anything that helps you get back to more of a natural state is what you're going to you're going to reap benefits um so like also if you're having a hard time like figuring out well what are my goals anymore like i feel like completely lost you know i of course a lot of people i think are feeling that way this around this time
1: yeah and especially this year because it feels like all of the rules have changed it's like how am i able to set goals when the goal posts have completely changed after this year yeah and so
0: i there's it's kind of a twofold situation and they kind of like work with each other but um you know, or play off each other, I guess is a better way to say it. But basically um, one of the things that you can do is start a journal and the journal thing is kind of a twofold thing in and of itself, because you start, probably start with the gratitude section. So like just write down everything you're grateful for before you sit there and even think about your life goals, just write down all the stuff you're grateful for and then start writing down, maybe do two columns, Write about what's working in your life And the things you want to change and kind of look at that for a few minutes, then go back to what you're grateful for and kind of see if a a pattern emerges, if there's something that um, might give you some direction as to what you want to focus more on. Like, if you keep saying you're grateful for the time that you get to spend, you know, volunteering to read to kids to do whatever, and, you know, then it shows up in some other part of your, your list, you know, it's just there are certain things like you like writing or you love to do something else with books or whatever it, you can see a trend or you can see a theme emerge and then, you know, like where to focus your energy. Um, If you keep saying that you don't want to do any more TPS reports and they're the bane of your existence, (laughs) you may want to move away from, you know, being a data analyst. So, um, so the other thing is, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the journaling is, creating a vision board, which a million people, yeah, 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 vision boards, blah, everybody's heard about those, been there, done that, you know, whatever. But um, I would challenge you, especially if you're feeling stuck to, instead of sit there and go, what is the life I want to create? And just kind of, you know, try to picture what you want and make it happen and force it on the board. Maybe just start flipping through magazines and that sort of thing and just cutting out just anything that catches your eye. Like don't put any thoughts on it. Don't put like, is this going to fit my lifestyle? Is this me? Like nothing, just, just cut out the eye catching stuff, throw a bunch of it up on the board and start like the journal, start looking for patterns, start looking to see what emerges and you might surprise yourself and it might give you some direction as to what you want to kind of focus on for the future.
1: It's funny that you say that because I was actually just reading a book by Karama Brown, who is, you know, one of the Queer Eye guys. And he actually did that exact thing before he got cast on Queer Eye. He he created a vision board and he even posted like a little photo of it in his book. And it was like literally everything on that vision board came true.
0: Wow. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. (laughs) But that's also what happens when you focus, you know, your energy and your intent and everything else. And um, yeah, a lot of like cool things can happen. But, you know, I think pictures are one of the best ways that, you know, you can consciously communicate with your subconscious. Your subconscious only processes kind of feelings and impressions and, you know, video clips kind of situations. And so it's kind of this way to bridge you know the gap between what we're consciously trying to do with our lives and our subconscious kind of motivations and uh, and life goals and that sort of thing. And um, sometimes when you th- you know think you're doing the right thing consciously and you're logically fouling you know a certain path and everything in your being is going against it and trying to rebel, I mean it's not going to work very well for you. And so to be able to have a an understandable language that you can kind of get through and maybe find out more like, well, what is really going on in there? Um, it can only help.
1: Well, also, which isn't to say that life isn't going to throw you a curveball and knock a vision board off track. Because <laughs> Also in the exact same book, Caromo talks about getting engaged with his longtime partner and literally says like I think that the book was published a couple of years ago it's like yeah I'm gonna get married in 2020 it's going to be this lavish extravagant affair I want to pull out all the stops we're going to invite so many people it's going to be so decadent and i remember reading that and just cringing and like oh my god you poor thing (laughs) (laughs) of all the things that didn't happen that didn't happen the most
0: awkward <laughs> yeah. no but you're right I mean the vision boards and that sort of thing they're they're a guide they're a plan but like you know yeah sometimes life throws you a curveball or sometimes you what you think is supposed to happen isn't near what the result of the experience is supposed to be it's just supposed to guide you into a certain situation where you're going to experience something that you're meant to experience regardless of what that is good or bad whatever and sometimes the soul needs to grow in different ways, but, um, yeah. So the vision boards are great for that. Um, and then kind of like when you do get to the point where you have a better handle on what you want to manifest for the upcoming year and kind of moving away from any negative experiences of 2020 or that sort of thing. Um, then you kind of get more into manifesting, um, your goals, and there are different ways to do that. But um, I was looking at different sites because, I mean, there's a million places that kind of talk about, you know, <sighs> manifestation, I think, has, it's kind of, it's a buzzword. It's, I think people put too much um, something, expect too many expectations on that word. They think that it's like some sort of like super, charged whatever and oh my god i'm manifesting and you know it's um it's just something that you know you should be able to you do on a daily basis it's just about consciously creating it's about consciously manifesting and not manifesting as a knee-jerk reaction um you know without really knowing why if you you know that's kind of when you're not consciously manifesting that's when you kind of get into the self-sabotaging behaviors and that sort of thing
1: Yeah, that's very true. It's more about just keeping you away from that lack mindset of like nothing ever goes right for me. I never get anything I want. It's just kind of trying to flip a switch because it definitely isn't like you're going to do like a money spell and all of a sudden like it all magically comes easily to you because life does not work that way. But when you do like It's basically you setting an intention and intention is everything, but intention always requires work. You just can't just sit back and expect things to just happen out of thin air. Like, I mean, a lot of times, even when people do set an intention of like, okay, I want like $50 in the next week. All of a sudden, your eyes are open and you're looking around for ways to make that $50 or you're like looking at the ground and suddenly noticing how somebody like dropped like a 20 on the street or something like that. But (laughs) it basically just means that your eyes are open and you're ready to accept whatever the universe has for you.
0: Yeah. Well, and I also think that, you know, you've got to kind of let it do its work also. You can't be so fixated on it happening in a very specific way that you kind of lose track of, of, you know, getting anything good out of it. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. And yeah, that also is a thing like it, cause yeah, it can backfire say you want to manifest a relationship with a specific person, like say, it's somebody you've been off and on with for uh, like five years. And you're like, I am going to manifest him giving me a ring this Christmas. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe that's not the best thing for you. Maybe you've been off and on for a reason. Maybe if you get that ring, it's not going to be the fairy tale ending that you're expecting. So. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, sometimes you do have to roll with what the universe knows is best for you, even if it hurts at the time.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, even if like you're saying that you are trying to manifest more money, um, don't just fixate on it happening, you know, because you you are trying to get a raise at work. Like, let it be more open than that, because it might surprise you. You might end up being approached about a side job or there may be, you know, some other, like you might get an inheritance, you might, you know, win a a lottery ticket, like, you know, you just don't know. And so it's best to kind of like not put your own restraints on it, because I think it does limit that power. Um, But also, like, if you want something to happen, writing it down, getting, you know, just kind of thinking about the specifics of not how you're going to get it, but what you want in your life. It can be really helpful, but also um, just kind of this one thing that I came across, I thought was actually kind of cool because I hadn't really thought about this one, but it says, take five minutes every day to manifest by visualizing these things, becoming part of your life. You must think deeply about these desires and see them clearly. And um, using a practice like meditation or yoga, can help you heighten your manifestation experience. This is actually part of a website called a kindjourney.com. Uh manifest your best life. But um, I mean, a lot of these are kind of, you know, they're pretty well known, but I did really like that one. I thought that was a cool to just keep, you know, reminding yourself every day.
1: Yeah. And even if like, yeah, you're in that, Often on relationship and you know you want to get married, maybe just put it out there like, yes, I want to get married, but don't put him into the equation. Just be, <laughs> like, just be like, I want to get married at this point in my life in general. And, yeah, maybe you're going to have, like, the giant breakup and it's going to suck and then you're going to meet somebody else and you all actually – Get the relationship that you want and a happier marriage than what you otherwise would have. So sometimes maybe making it more of a general thing. Yeah. Instead of, I want money from specifically a raise at work. Maybe you're supposed to be starting your own business. Yes. That is a huge point. And
0: um, yeah, I mean, I, cause, and pe- if people aren't specific enough, they sometimes get. <laughs> something close, but not what they want. I mean, you know, if you just say, if you, you know, you keep dating these guys that are bad for you, or you're in these on and get off again relationships and you're like, I just, you know, I want a solid, stable relationship. Well, that doesn't speak to marriage. You know, I mean, maybe you're just then in long-term relationships where the guy doesn't want to commit. So you really have to kind of think about what do you deep inside really want?
1: Yeah. And then that also requires work, the work of just Yeah, whether it's journaling or going to therapy or whatever, like, like, (laughs) Like, but if yeah, yeah, if if your past is littered with a bunch of shitty boyfriends, then (laughs) yeah, you kind of have to at some point be like, okay, what am I doing? What am I looking for in a guy that keeps attracting these narcissists? Like, why do I find narcissists sexy?
0: Because they're bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love to be discarded.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get really if, I, if, I'm, if I'm not on the ground on my hands and knees crying, am I even in love? Yeah. <laughs>
0: And you know, it, it does hurt to, to kind of go there because I mean, I've had those situations in my past. I'm sure a lot of people have on some level, you know, maybe oh, not. Yeah, yeah exactly no, ev-
1: everybody like has had it at one point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you sit there and you go, it's at some point, you know, and they do talk about hitting rock bottom. And sometimes it is that where you're like, you're really on the floor, like going, what the hey? <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a change. I can't do this anymore. There's gotta, I gotta do something different. And you know, what is the old saying about um, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is the definition of insanity.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: So there you go. (laughs) But um, yeah, so, and so we have, I think this has been, geez, there's a lot with the salt. Solstice apparently is a uh, tongue twister. Winter Solstice. Now I feel like I'm one of those DJs on one of those like channels where they just play the smooth jazz and the the wordless music.
1: Oh, word jazz from NPR. Remember that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was just Winter Solstice by some person with a stuffy name. And that was really incredible all right moving on (laughs) um all right so anyways uh and i there is kind of a an overlap i guess between kind of winter solstice and yule celebrations and kind of what our next episode is going to be on which is you know new year's um and all that kind of stuff
1: (laughs) all that jazz. Um also just to throw it out there, Mystic Chicks going to be doing tarot card readings, so you might want to tune into that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so anybody
0: who's got questions about the the upcoming uh year, anything that is, you know, on the mind any any uh questions about job changes or different directions in life or if you're with the right person then definitely check us out uh for the new year's episode um we might actually start off with a small um discussion first just about some kind of new year's resolution things and uh some rituals for that but it's going to be pretty quick 10-15 minutes
1: oh we say that but (laughs) let's be real it's awesome (laughs) well
0: aim for 10 or 15 minutes I already have some stuff in the works and it actually I'm reminded of I don't want to give too much away because uh it's for for the next show but um one of the kind of rituals I participated in in the past with a group of people uh for New Year's and it was like one of the most I don't know life-changing kind of experiences that I've had as far as uh New Year's stuff so definitely stuff to talk about but um So hopefully I will be able to read for some awesome people in a couple weeks. We do this every two weeks. So I think that our target date right now is January 5th for the next one. And um, yeah, I have everything. I've been working on the new platform. I've been working on the uh, Podbean website and um, just kind of all the stuff on there. The social media links are on there for Facebook and Twitter and, uh, Instagram. Instagram is still, I'm still working on getting it up and running. There's not like a whole lot to see there yet, but hopefully in the next few weeks that will change. Uh, my website is mysticchick.podbean.com. And, um, Just really excited about the future, about our future on uh, the Podbean platform. Um, Just so much fun, so exciting. And we also are now, you can access us on, um, what, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and couple other ones I think so yeah um,
1: anywhere that you listen to your podcast like we're going to be on it we are slowly taking over yeah (laughs) it's a process
0: (laughs) (laughs) we will dominate the world at some point (laughs) (laughs) putting it on our vision board yeah (laughs) there you go I need a bigger board (laughs) (laughs) world domination takes up some real estate it does (laughs) um so anyways on that note uh it's been a wonderful wonderful time tonight just discussing all of this kind of winter solstice fun all the rituals all the ways to kind of think about the uh, brighter days ahead and how to make the best use of them so so excited and i'm so excited to have such a wonderful co-host virgo Lass. well thank you (laughs) and on that note um until next time i hope everybody
1: oh wait wait wait! just to also <laughs> say that you can follow us on social media outlets if you like to yeah so yeah on twitter you can find mystic chick at chick mystic and i am virgo lass at las virgo <laughs>
0: It's very dyslexic. (laughs) Yes.
1: We didn't make those decisions. Twitter made it for us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You don't want to mess with Twitter. You take what Twitter gives you. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So hopefully everybody has a wonderful, um, whatever winter holidays you celebrate and anybody celebrating Christmas out there and happy winter solstice, happy Yule, happy all that jazz. Any, any other winter holidays, I'm sending positive energy and, um, Until next time, which is our uh, New Year's kind of situation a few days after New Year's, um, everybody stay mystic out there. All right. Cheers to
1: that. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs)